What up, what up, what up, what up? It's your host, the one and only Maya, back with a new episode for you on the Just Me and God podcast, where we're here to talk about our walk with God, the good, the tough, the ugly, the real. Before we get into it, make sure that you are following us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at underscore, underscore, just me and God. That is at underscore, underscore, just me and God. You already know what I'm going to ask you to do. Go ahead and copy the link on whatever platform you're hearing this episode from and share it with one to two people that you feel need to be encouraged. Now, if you have not yet, leave a rating and leave a review. This kind of helps to push the podcast out there to more listeners and more viewers. And of course, we just have to get the word out there. So go ahead and do us a favor and make sure that you do leave a rating and leave a review. And thank you to those who have. May God bless you. Now, let's get into today's episode. All right, so let's get into it, shall we? Today's episode is titled Repentance versus Forgiveness. Many times, a lot of people don't really understand the difference between repentance and forgiveness. Neither do people really understand the actual definitions of those two words, nor do people understand how they work together. I was people (laughs) for a very long time. I did not understand the concept of forgiveness. Like, I heard it all the time, you're supposed to forgive people, but my idea of forgiveness was not what forgiveness actually was, right? Like, I would say that I had forgiven people, but then I realized that, like, if their name came up, I would make, like, a little face, I might roll my eyes a little bit, or I might, you know, make a smart or a petty remark about that person. Sometimes I would claim that I forgave people, and I would still want them to feel the pain that they made me feel, or the hurt that they made me feel, or the shame that they made me feel, right? And that is just not what forgiveness is, and I know that I'm not the only one who struggles with that or who has struggled with that right um it wasn't until I really had to sit and start to read through the bible that's when I began to understand repentance and forgiveness um so let's get into these definitions what is repentance repentance is to feel sorrow regret or contrition I hope I said that word right contrition now what is contrition contrition is a state of feeling remorseful or sorrowful, or full of regret, right? Now, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Oof. Oy, hey, as one of my coworkers would say, that's a toughie. <laughs> You know, like to release feelings regardless of if they actually deserve your forgiveness or not. That's forgiveness, ladies and gentlemen. Um, And what is vengeance? Vengeance is like revenge, right? Try to get someone back. But we have to remember that vengeance is not ours to take. It is the Lord's. God will always take vengeance for you. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're really here to talk about forgiveness and repentance. Now, what does the Bible say about repentance? Repentance in the Bible, if I was to summarize it, it's pretty much the act of changing one's mind, right? Um, Acts chapter 3 verses 19 says, Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. So to repent, again, remember we said that was a feeling of sorrow, regret, or a state of feeling remorseful or full of regret, right? Um, when we repent, it's like recognizing that we feel really badly about the thing that we've done, right? And turning away from that. So that means we're not going back to doing that thing. 
right? Um, and that is basically what repentance is, right? It's recognizing that you have done something that you know was wrong, you feel really bad or remorseful about it, and you are now making the decision that you are not going back to doing that said thing. Again, right? Now, what does the Bible say about forgiveness? Forgiveness, overall, from what I took from it, is God's promise not to count our sins against us. And in order for God to forgive us, we must be willing to forgive others, right? Remember, we said that forgiveness was releasing feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or a group, right? Um, Regardless of whether they actually deserve that forgiveness or not. Very plain and simple. Psalm chapter 103, verses 8 to 12 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Wow. Like, God, to God, forgiveness is not repaying us for our iniquities. The amount of things that we do that are just completely wrong or against his word. But he wants to forgive us and not hold those things against us. That's true forgiveness. That is true forgiveness. Um, Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 to 15, it says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So at this point, we're recognizing that we have to forgive other people. <laughs> we, we hear that all the time, right? Forgive others, forgive others. We know that we're supposed to forgive other people. In the same breath that we want God to forgive us, right? Now, most times people think that forgiving means allowing that person to walk all over you. Or we think that forgiveness is a sign of weakness, right? And it really isn't. Actually, to be able to forgive somebody and release resentment that you have towards someone, whether they deserve it or not, that is a great level of... it. How do I say this? It shows your level of strength. It takes great strength to be able to let go of negative feelings that you have towards somebody, regardless of if they deserve it or not. That is not a sign of weakness. And honestly, forgiving someone doesn't mean that you allow them to walk all over you. You're supposed to have discernment, right? You release those feelings, And that's that. That doesn't mean you go back to being in that person's face. You go back to being buddy-buddy with that person. That doesn't mean any of that. It just means that you have released your negative feelings against that person. You don't harbor any resentment towards them. You don't want to seek any vengeance against them. Nowhere does it say that you have to be buddy-buddy with that person again. Don't be foolish, right? Like if someone has a history of constantly doing things to hurt you, and you forgive them and just go back to being that's like you're missing the whole point, right? Like release those feelings that you have against that person, but that does not mean that you have to be buddy buddy with that person. It also does not mean that you intentionally stay away from them. Use discernment. 
that's all I'm saying. Just use discernment, right? We're supposed to have discernment um, and be mindful of the people that you have around you. We say this all the time. I say it all the time. You have to be mindful of the people that you have around you, right? Um, just because you were friends with somebody, right? And let's say they did something to hurt you and now you guys are not friends anymore. You can still forgive them without being friends with them anymore. The two can't exist at the same time. It just means that you don't harbor any negative feelings against them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might wish them the best, and they can do their own thing, and you do your own thing over here. Um, so, yeah, again, it takes great strength. <laughs> it takes great strength to know that somebody did something that hurt you, right, and not hold it over their head or try to get them back. That's a great level of restraint, and it takes strength to restrain yourself in that manner. So don't ever allow anyone to make you feel like you are weak for trying to forgive. That's not the case. Imagine doing something unintentionally to somebody that hurt them, right? And they never forgive, they never forgive you for it. Imagine you actually intentionally hurt somebody. And then later down the line, you had a change of heart. But they never forgive you or even give you the chance to apologize for it. Just imagine how that would feel. I'm sure it would weigh heavy on your conscience. It wouldn't be a good feeling. Like, you would feel really bad about it. You would feel regretful about it, right? Um, but the thing is, many people want, many times we want people to forgive us, but we're not willing to forgive other people, right? And in the same way that we want God to forgive us, but we don't want to forgive other people. It just doesn't work that way. The math does not math, ladies and gentlemen. It does not. That's not how it works, right? We're supposed to do unto others what we want done to us. And so if we expect God to forgive us, if we expect other people to forgive us, we need to be willing to forgive others as well. Again, forgiveness is releasing feelings towards, releasing feelings that you have against people, whether they deserve that or not. Do you think that we deserve to be forgiven? Some of some of y'all, <laughs> I used to do this for a while, right? Some of us will sit here and do something, ask God to forgive us, turn around and do it again. Ask God to forgive us and do it again. Do you really think that that is worthy of forgiveness to continuously keep doing something again, yet God forgives us? Come on. Come on, guys. You cannot expect what you can't give out. And the Bible is very clear about that. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, now, a lot of us are striving to have a relationship with God, right? And some of us have come from doing things of the world, living in the world. And we want a relationship with God. But you have to realize that in order to have a relationship with God, repentance is required. You cannot receive the Holy Spirit you cannot get close to God if you are not willing to repent and turn away from those things that you've been doing. Remember we said that repentance was feel sorrow, regret, or contrition, right? It's a state of feeling remorseful, sorrowful, full of regret. So at this point, you feel bad about, you're recognizing that you feel bad, that you feel bad about the thing that you've been doing, right? And now you know that you have to change your mind. And turn that around so that you are not doing that set thing again, right? And so in order to have that relationship with God, we need to be willing to, A, recognize that, yes, we are remorseful for what we've been doing. 
but we are ready to turn around and leave that thing behind us and focus on the right path so that we can get close to God. Acts chapter 2 verses 38 says, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So you have to repent in order to receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is how God talks to you. He talks to you through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is within you. But in order to get that, you have to repent. You can't try to have a relationship with God while trying to do the things of the world. I did that. I tried it. For a very long time, all while wondering why I'm not hearing from God. Of course God is not talking to you. You're still cussing people out. You're still harboring unforgiveness in your heart. You're still sinning, smoking, drinking, having premarital sex, committing adultery, doing all sorts of things, but you expect God to speak to you. You're not even sorry for the things that you've been doing because you continue to do them. You can't feel sorry for something and continue to do it, right? Like, imagine somebody does something to you, and they just come up to you and say, well, I'm sorry. First of all, a lot of you know when people are really apologetic or not, right? But imagine if they just come up to you and say, well, I'm sorry, and then they turn around and keep doing that thing again. It's quite clear that they have no respect for you, and they don't care about making things right with you at all, right? They're just saying things just to hear their voice. A lot of people like to talk just to hear themselves, and they don't actually mean what they say. Don't be that person who talks and apologizes just to hear themselves and not actually mean the things that you say. You should apologize and mean what you say and make the decision to not do that said thing again, right? And apologizing because you actually feel bad about that thing. You don't just apologize just to shut people up, and you don't apologize just because you think that that's all it takes, right, to make things right with people. Apologizing and doing the same thing over and over again, it's not an apology. At that point, again, you're just speaking to hear yourself speak. You're not doing yourself any favors. You're actually deceiving yourself. So there's that. Now, what is the difference between repentance and forgiveness, and how do those two things work together? You might not realize this, but there is no forgiveness without repentance. There isn't. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn, repentance, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. In order to be forgiven by God, you must repent. God cannot be fooled, (laughs) okay? Many times people will try to fool you or you will try to fool other people by just, oh, I'm sorry, I won't do that again, knowing that you would absolutely do that thing again. You can't play those games with God because remember, he knows your heart. He knows the true intent, the true state of your heart. What is that heart posture? He knows it, right? And he's clearly saying here, you have, repentance actually requires you to humble yourself, right? Because you are now recognizing like, men, I have messed up and I need to make this right. 
if we say that we treat, if we say that we want a relationship with God, let's think about our everyday relationships, right? Between family, between best friends. If somebody close to you did something to hurt you, wouldn't you want them to actually feel bad about doing that thing and want to apologize and never do it again? We have to take on that mindset when it comes to God. And too many times we don't. Too many times we don't. We just want God to forgive us, knowing good and well that we're going to turn around and do that same nonsense again. And that's just not how it works. You need to have repentance. You need to repent to receive that forgiveness. It says it, again, Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. That is realizing that I am not doing this thing again. I am going on a different path. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So God wants to forgive us. He's ready for us. He's ready to forgive us. But we need to be repenting. We need to come with a state of repentance and be ready to turn away from that way completely and go through that path of righteousness. But again, it repentance comes before forgiveness. It's like they're not the same thing. Repenting and forgive repentance and forgiveness are not the same thing, but without re- repentance, you will not have forgiveness especially when it comes to God, you and God, right? So what does repentance consist of? Four things. One, true repentance involves a sense of awareness, being aware of your guilt, being aware of that sinfulness, being aware of that helplessness, right? Recognizing like, oof, this is wrong. Number two, true repentance apprehends or takes hold of God's mercy in Jesus Christ. Asking God to have mercy on you because you have now recognized that this thing was wrong. You should have never did it, and now you need God's mercy. All of this requires you to be humble because you're at a state of helplessness now, right? You need God. You need the mercy of God. Number three, true repentance means a change of attitude and action regarding sin. Hatred of sin turns the repentant person away from his or her sin to God. Remember, we said that to be repentant is to turn away from that thing, turn away from that sin, turn away from that wicked way. You cannot claim to be full of repentance and still be doing the same thing that you want God to show you mercy for. It just don't work that way. It don't. You can't make it work that way. Biblically, it doesn't work that way. So it's not going to work that way physically. Right? I mean, think about that. Just think about that. Number four, true repentance results in a radical and persistent pursuit of holy living, walking with God in obedience to his commands. So you've turned away from the wicked ways, and now you are on the path trying to actually abide by the by the ways of God, abide by his commands, live righteously and holy. 
These are all the forms of repentance. It's not enough to just feel bad about it. It's not enough to just ask for mercy. It's not enough to just turn away from it. What are you turning to? Because you can't turn from one sin and turn to the other. You need to turn from that sin and turn to the path of righteousness. Let's be for real. Right? So those are the elements, I would say, of repentance. Um, That's what repentance consists of. So when you think about repentance, think about, A, the sense of awareness of your guilt, of your sin. B, you want to take a hold of God's mercy. You need the mercy of God. C, change of attitude. And D, you're walking the path of righteousness to actually abide by God's laws and his commands. That is true repentance. Then and only then is God ready to forgive you. Because he knows, like, yes, they actually want to please me. They are actually apologetic about this thing that they were doing. And I'm going to forgive them, and I'm not going to hold it against them. When it comes time for judgment, I'm not going to bring that thing that they repented of to the forefront. I'm not going to hold withhold them from reaching heaven because of the sin that they repented from. But some of us just want to ask for forgiveness all the time. God, I'm sorry I did this. I won't do it again. Turn around and do it again. Like, you don't feel bad. First of all, why are you lying to God? You know that you're going to do that thing again. Or the infamous one, man, I used to be so guilty of this. I would go out drinking and have the worst hangover the next morning, throwing up all day. Talk about hangover for days. Lord, I'm so sorry. Please help me through this. If you help me through this, I'll never do it again. Turn around and do it again. It's disrespectful. I wouldn't help me either. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't help me either. It's like that friend who is always asking you for help but not ready to actually change their ways. It's frustrating, isn't it? So why do we want to frustrate God with our nonsense? He doesn't deserve that. He's a merciful God. And he's ready to forgive us. We just need to be willing to repent. So, what happens if you don't repent? Luke chapter 13, verses 3 says, I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Preparing the habits. Without repentance, you are absolutely going to perish. Because at that point, you're just saying, I don't feel bad about anything. I don't feel bad about living completely contradictory to your word. I don't feel bad about completely disobeying your word. So you perish. So, Revelation chapter 2 verse 16 says, Therefore, repent. If not, I will come to you soon and war against them with the sword of my mouth. You got to repent. If you want to make it to heaven, you got to repent. Repent and ask for forgiveness so that God can forgive you. Give you a clean slate. One thing that I realized when I started this podcast was that a lot of people will try to hold you to your past. 
right? Like, once I had someone comment on one of my videos on YouTube, gosh, what did they say? They said something like, oh, look, someone who slept with a bunch of people and now realizes that they're holy. Oh, someone who slept with a bunch of people and now trying to be holy. Like, you can't shame me for my past. That's not the way that I walk now. That's not the way that I live now. I don't partake in sexual immorality anymore. That's my past. I learned from those the hard way, actually. So, you can have a clean slate, right? Like, I even got comments sometimes like, oh, you think that you're pure now because you've received the Lord and Jesus, you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Like, actually, I I am pure because I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior and decided to walk in the path of purity and righteousness. Yeah, I, I am. You can get that clean slate, but you have to be willing to walk in the way that it requires of you. You can't ask for forgiveness and keep doing the same thing. Just think about how that makes you feel when someone does it to you. And now apply that to your walk with God and your relationship with God. Show him some respect. Show him that you actually love him. That you actually want to live a life that is pleasing to him. That's all. And I understand. It's not easy. (laughs) I mean, even the concept of forgiving other people is not easy. Right? But... I would rather forgive somebody and let God deal with that than to withhold my blessings because now I'm harboring unforgiveness within me. And we'll have another episode talking about unforgiveness because I did that for a while. It took a lot for me to heal from unforgiveness. It took strength, I'm telling you. It is not, it does not, show weakness to to forgive people. It actually takes great strength and restraint. And to leave that to God. So that's basically it for today's episode. Um, Not as long, which is good. We're going to keep it short. Um, But I just really wanted to talk about that because I know that it's something that I really struggled with, the whole concept of forgiveness and repentance and, I just wanted to put it in a different perspective for us because if you understand it in the sense of your relationship with God, then it'll kind of help you with others, right? With forgiving other people. And so if God sees us as worthy to be forgiven, who are we to not extend that same grace to somebody else, right? Let God handle the rest because trust (laughs) that person God is going to deal with it. Trust me. I have, listen, y'all, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. So it's best to just let God handle it for you, right? So that's basically it for today's episode. Um, Just always remember that, you know, I love you and God loves you. And go out and be great. Don't let unforgiveness prevent you from being the person that God wants you to be. Repent. Turn away from those that bad way of life. Turn away from 
the wicked ways of life and turn to God, turn to his righteousness. Be who he has called you to be. Seek God. He can help you with forgiveness. Only he can help you with forgiveness. Only he can give you the strength. So that's all I really have to say today. Um, I hope that this encouraged you and I hope that this blessed you today. Now, you already know, make sure that you are following us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at underscore, underscore, just me and God. If you have not shared this yet, make sure that you share the podcast episode with one to two people that you feel need to be encouraged. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you subscribe. We are streaming on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So make sure that you subscribe to all those. And of course, we are on YouTube. But in order to find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, just search Just Me and God and you will find the podcast. Um, Hit that subscribe button. If you have not left a rating or a review, go ahead and do so because this will help us to push the podcast out to more listeners and more viewers. So that's all I have for y'all today. I love y'all dearly. I hope y'all have a blessed week. Peace.